Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Uni, uh, Unipub Comedy Club in Canberra. Let's get a big round of applause for Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds for a live dollop. Let's go! You're supposed to be my goddamn friends. We are. Okay, just checking. Hi, everybody. Dave's gonna take a minute. Jesus Christ, Dave, slow down. Thank you. Craig, give it up for Craig. We were Craig, we and were David, Craig and David made this happen. What? We were delayed a second because that, that door was locked. Oh, and, fuck. And you should have seen Craig trying to get the fucking door open. Oh. It, he was like, all right, let's... Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. It was dynamite. Was fucking, we were just laughing at him and laughing yeah, at him. Yeah, I mean, we were literally going... I was like, look at him. I, I mean, I didn't mean to be an asshole, but I'm like, look at him, Dave. <laughs> He's really moving fast. Those keys are fucking jingling. <laughs> well, this is great. We're very excited to be here in your we, nation's capital. We always wanted to visit your nation's capital. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me since April, but um, still very gratifying. And to come here on your biggest day when your leader announces that he loves anal. is uh, a big thing. They're saying anal's the new onion. <laughs> the sad thing is, is he, probably, he probably saw that screenshot or he was watching and he saw it go across the bottom of the screen. He was like, how do they know? That is true. And yeah, his wife was like, Tony! Who are you telling? <laughs> How did that even happen? What? It was a Twitter. It was a Twitter handle. Someone's t and then they just tweeted, and then on that show, because of that, then it just don't happen. Just some fucking idiot who's just totally stoned out of his mind. He's like, no, no, no. Some hero. <laughs> some hero. Yeah, that's what I meant. I meant hero. I did mean hero. Yes, thank you. Um, Is there anything else? Do you want to shout the date? How do you we want to should do say uh, we should say t tickets. Uh, we've, we're doing a stand-up show in uh, Perth. All uh, right. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. What did you say? I didn't say anything. Why did they laugh? I don't know what happened. <laughs> what just happened? And you guys laugh about that? Did someone? Did someone just get mad? You know this is being. You know this is being recorded, right? This is a recorded podcast. We're not allowed to see I'm other not, coasts. I'm not. T I, I'm not telling you guys to go to fucking Perth. I'm talking to the recording. <laughs> <laughs> fucking mad about it. No! Your eyes! Fucking go there! A cage just drops down. Craig, the keys! Like, I can't fucking. Fuck shit, I dropped it down a fucking drain! 
Yeah, and we yeah, definitely so want to thank uh, you know Dave and Craig who've been great to us, and they run the Canberra uh, Canberra Can Canberra Canberra Canberrium Canberra Canberra Perth Canberra. Uh, they run the. That's not going to help as much as you think. Canberra Comedy Festival. Canberra Comedy Festival. Um, here are the things that happened today. If you haven't heard, I lost the SD card that had the podcast on it. I lost the I lost the backup SD card that had the podcast on it, and I forgot the posters at the uh, place we're staying at. How's everybody? You know what? You know what? Someone might have had a few drinks last night. That's totally the Perth laugh. I can't. Uh, yep. She's just a fucking firecracker. I, you, you Our sound? special guest is the crazy person. Um, yeah, there's no guest tonight. It's just us, which we've never done before. But we kind of wanted to do something like this because you know this is how it, this is what it is normally like in an apartment. Um, yep. Except you guys aren't there, and, uh, and all the doors are open. Um, <laughs> Right, and there's, and there's a dog that barks, and, uh, and then and the a guy, crazy man who drags chains. Uh, I'll record. So yeah, the guy fixes the window. Oh, then that's good. Um, uh, oh, say so. Two announcements because I'm going to put this up tonight. Um, uh, at Adelaide, we have added a stand-up show with Justin. You know I'm dying. You know I'm dying to do it. <laughs> this, is, this is like uh, with listen. Justin Hamilton, and that will be uh, tomorrow night, uh, Wednesday. 10.30 show. And what uh, they're saying is that it could be so nice. I am just becoming, like, it is going to be, a, I'm going to be like opening car dealerships eventually in Adelaide. Just like, I don't want to sing the fucking song anymore. Come on down. It could be so nice. And then in Perth, we have a stand-up show on Friday night at 10 at the Civic also. And those tickets. Uh, go to DaveAnthonyComedy.com and I'll, I'll put the links up there. Or else you can go to the Facebook page or you can go to the Twitter uh, feed. That shit, did you, I, I thought you were taking off your shoes. It's not like the plane. Oh, that guy. He takes off his shoes, every fucking plane, right? Takes off his shoes and, and then he loses them. I lose, I lose one. they slide forward or whatever. So today he's like, I lost my shoe again. I'm like, Jesus Christ. You've, and then he has to go to the guy in the seat in front of us and he's like, hey, ha ha, man. Hey, stranger, can I have my shoe? And I, and I start laughing and I'm like, this is fun. And the guy's just like, but he also Fucking he angry. also grabbed it by the bottom, and I was like, "What are you like? You could just I'd be pissed if you had to like grab the bottom of a shoe. Just pick, it's a high top. Just fucking grab the high top." But he he's like, want, "Oh, disgusting." He doesn't want your your gross, dirty feet sweat on him, so he didn't grab the top. Well, his loss, right, girls? <laughs> stroke. stroke. Gary stroke. Smelling toast. Anyway, those are our flight stories, and uh, that's going to be a second yeah, podcast. Dave lost the podcast, I missed the shoe. We're going to start a second podcast called Flight Stories. Yeah. 1830! <laughs> what just happened over here? No, no. Guy does not like Did the someone year. just get mad at 1830? I feel like we all might by the end of this. <laughs> What happened? 
What do you oh, think this show is? Oh, he's the... No, no, he's the guy. Is he the guy? One, the guy's here. So when we got to the airport... <laughs> I don't know if we told this story. I wanted, I'm the no, only one you. that didn't get lost. But uh, when we went to the airport uh, to, uh, to fly out of L.A., uh, we got up to the counter, and it was Qantas, and we said, uh, we said uh, hey, you know, here, can we have our tickets? And the guy goes, sure, and he pulls them out. And he goes, this one says... There's a memo on it, and it says, no sleep till hippo. And that's Dave's ticket. So we're like laughing, like, ah, it's crazy. And then the guy's like, you have one too. And we all know what it said. Prefers Gary. And so we were like, what the fuck is going on? And there's some legend who uh, is probably in the room tonight who... Uh, who works for Qantas. Works for Qantas. <laughs> he fucking went in there and put that shit on there. Yeah. <laughs> Got into their airtight system. <laughs> fucking pop nicknames on there and no sleep till hippo. So now we have two legends in Australia. We have the guy who said oofty goofty to us. We have, on, we have Aiden the, the oofty goofty in Melbourne. And yeah. now we have the guy who... Uh, He's in this room somewhere yeah. who did the Qantas business. Yeah, the Qantas quandary. Three, uh, also uh, Tony Abbott for loving anal. Right. <laughs> John Fuller was born in Sydney, not Canberra. <laughs> he was the illegitimate son of Irish immigrants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All righty. <clears throat> George Fuller, who was a seller of vegetables. Some would call him a vegetable salesman. Sure, sure. what a racket. And Find see a bit of broccoli. <laughs> That's all I got. How about a carrot? Huh? Do you like squash? Hello. Hey. <laughs> I'm the vegetable man. Fancy a fucking cauliflower. How about a tomato? People are like, we can see the vegetables. Please just see what you have. Uh, His wife was Mary Owen, who was known as the Gypsy Woman. Oh, boy. Not a good thing. Nope, that's not a good sign yet. Uh, When he was about two years old, he was adopted by another man, John Roberts. Wait. I don't know. (laughs) I'd like to adopt your boy. Two months of broccoli. Yeah, take the little fucker. <laughs> the kid's just sitting on the vegetable cart. He's like, one boy! Like, no, I don't sell... Well, fuck it, yeah, I sell oh, that yeah. yeah, you can take that one. He keeps shitting on the squash. <laughs> okay. Then why do you put him on the cart? Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, You're a I fucking see. smart man, huh? It's a smarty patch. Ah. Uh, he was brought up around Campbelltown and Appen. Yeah? <laughs> yep. Uh, in school, he was categorized as, quote, one of the bad lots. He loved the bush when he was a boy. He was not that kind. <laughs> You're kind. He's kind a regular of, boy. Kind out there. Oh. Other countries just call it nature. 
Well, there's also a third one. Oh. Keep going. <laughs> he was fond of the solitude the bush gave. When he was still a young boy, he would go off into the bush for days and live off the land. What, how, he's a boy. Yeah. And his parents are just like, well, we'll uh, see you when we see you. He don't know. You got two dads now. <laughs> he does, yeah, he doesn't have parents anymore. He's just got the guy who was known as Jack the Welshman. And he, uh, and apparently Jack would be like, yeah, go off into the forest there. Have a good time. So wait, what happened is, so is the vegetable get, salesman's it, out of the picture. Yeah, they just, some other guy adopted him. It doesn't sound like some other guy adopted him. It sounds like some other guy bought him. <laughs> Adoption is like, you're like, oh, we don't want him anymore. Go figure it out. And then someone's like, oh, we'll take him. I don't know how Australia works. Fair point. I don't know their laws. Okay, so Jack the Welshman would just let this boy go wander in the bush for days on end. Yep. Good daddy. (laughs) Uh, So uh, young John would uh, amuse himself by breaking in wild horses and riding them. Okay. Is that, is breaking in just riding? No, I think they're, they're running on wild and he would catch them and he would fucking break them and make them not want to run on wild anymore. They would just be like, oh. Right. Look, I'm from America and I know about breaking in fucking horses, so get your shit back. Uh, if you break in wild horses, you fucking break their spirit. Anyway, yeah, he'd teach them how to be ridden. Another way of saying killing the horse's spirit. It's kind of like me with Gary. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you do. The thing went away. There it is. Um, all right, so he's breaking wild horses. That lady, the Perth lady, I'm still mad about it. Uh, Roberts looked after uh, John Fuller until he was 17, and then found him his job a job as a stock writer. He wrote stocks. <laughs> Wrote stocks? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I don't even know. Right. It doesn't matter. Okay. Proving... He would break their spirit. He would break the stock spirit. Proving efficient, he worked at the station for seven years. So he worked at a station. Sure. Uh, but Fuller did not enjoy the work. He wanted something more exciting. That, of course, was bush ranging. Bush ranging was something that uh, evolved from the convict system established in Australia. We've all learned about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first bush rangers were just men who took to the bush to escape a work and the prison system. The real horrible criminals were just hung in Britain, so the convicts sent to Botany Bay were more political agitators, industrial rioters, poachers, and stealers of handkerchiefs. <laughs> We've already tried to solve that. Let's not. There's no answer. Many comics became honest and reputable citizens, while some of them just weren't big on authority. Early bushrangers just wanted freedom. Some joined native tribes. Others stole food from settlers until they were eventually caught, and others just died. <laughs> just went out Sorry. there and died. Okay, so wait. The, like, the, you go to the bush, and... It's it, basically guys who escaped. They just gave them a fancy fucking name, but they're escaped criminals. In the bush? Yep. Okay, so... They, th- would, they would go out there and live. <laughs> People would just be like, fuck it, just don't go there anymore. I think so. Okay. I can't say for sure. Sure. And none of them can either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's one person, but we shouldn't ask her. Oh, she'll tell us. She thinks it's an auction. Uh, bush ranger was a term most often used in New South Wales 
In uh, Van Diemen's land, they were called bolters. Okay, because they bolted? Yeah, they ran. Okay. And they, they bolted. Sure. They, that should be a, that's a better name. What? Bolter. Bol- yeah, I agree. Good punch up. Thanks. <laughs> so the first bush rangers were just dudes who took to the bush to escape work, and one could be a bush ranger without committing any crimes. You could just go out there and live. You don't have to be a fucking criminal. Why okay. do you want to be a criminal? I, I didn't say anything. You're attacking me, and I didn't say that I want to be a criminal. Convicts endured hard work, long hours, poor accommodation, and shortages of food, which caused them to take off. Many convicts also just wanted to change a pace. What was happening in Australia? I, it, so it, there's, just, there's just areas where you just don't go. It's full of convicts. No, well, it's a penal colony. Yeah, I understand that, but so we're still like in the transition phase, right? We're still finding our legs as a society? No, well, there, right now there's settlements. There's settlements and there's penal colonies. Okay, great. All right. So it's like states. And a couple states? of them are basically cells. What? Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. We're in the same boat. Plow ahead, baby. Plow many. Ahead. <laughs> so many of the bush uh, rangers just couldn't deal with the p- pure uh, uh, boredom of uh, being on a penal colony. This led them to commit crimes within their penal colony to, colony to be sent to a road gang or a penal sell- settlement. Okay. So they're committing, they're committing crimes to get out of their prison. Interesting choice. Didn't Eight. know that was an option. <laughs> There's a lot of great rules here. Uh, Judge Forbes said, quote, I have known cases in which it appeared that men had committed crimes at Norfolk Island. Norfolk? Norfolk. Island. For the mere purpose of being sent to Sydney to be tried. And the cause of their desiring to be so sent was to avoid the state of endurance in which they were placed in Norfolk Island. Jeez, this guy... Yeah. Not Just, a fan. Yeah. yeah. How, how about fewer words? Blah, 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 blah. How about Come you, on. How about you get sent to prison for babbling? Yeah. Hey, fuck you, guy. <laughs> Several cases occurred in which men at Norfolk Island cut the heads off their fellow prisoners with the hoe while at work with the certainty of being detected and the certainty of being executed. They did this without malice, and when charged, said it was better to be hung than to live in such hell. What the fuck? What about the guy who's like, hey, man, I was just out here working. Why hey, you... I was, like, kind of happy. Yeah, why'd you cut my head off? I kind of had a whole little system figured out. Now I'm going to cut your head off so that I can die. Well, uh, Cut your own head off? Yeah, well, you, you know what I mean? Cut your head off. Feels like my head maybe doesn't need to be... Do you know Part what I'm saying? Your... You feel me, right? There's no need to have a middleman. I like my head. I'm going to cut your head off so that I die. <laughs> uh, some men chose uh, something di- different than horrific murder to escape the monotony. That would, be, that would be bush ranging. Norfolk Island was established to send reconnected prisoners there. It was for double convicts, basically. Okay. Uh, many of the most notorious bush, bush ranchers ended up there. It was uh, the double prisoner prisons that were the worst 
Vitaly's ever done it. So they did not want to go to the double prison. Yeah, no, but, but the term double prison, like who the fuck would want to even understand that was a thing? Prison of the prison! What? You're going to two prisons! You never, if you get out of that first prison, you're back in prison! This is like Inception Jail. Uh, so a lot of there were a lot of violent violent prisoners there. The flogging happened all the time. The early Bush Rangers knew they would be flogged when they were brought back or or returned on their own, uh, as some did when they were tired of life in the bush and they expected a flogging and quote took it like a man. Yeah. Go ahead and beat me back. Flog me, fuckface. The floggings were said to be horrible and given for all sorts of reasons. There were two floggers in Sydney who were considered artists. <laughs> I'm a Banksy. <laughs> oh, I love what you've done there. You really oh, flog on look it. At Beautiful. His look at the context. Holy shit. Fucking hell. Love the way you did in the trees there. <laughs> Beautiful. Looks so realistic. Thank you. I did that with me flogging oh, thing. That's absolutely lovely. With this. I did it with this. The really thing with all the little into a beautiful canvas you have. Oh, thank you. That used to be a man. I can't believe that. Yeah. I'm hanging it on my fucking mantle. Uh, they used to flog together one right-handed and the other left-handed. That's super <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. I mean... Singing songs. Here we go on the back of la di da Well, we got a lot of right-handed floggers. We're looking to fill it out with about six to seven lefties right now. <laughs> to really fucking flog the fuck out of them. <laughs> they both prided themselves on being able to flog a man without breaking the skin. Wait. Okay. They were they they took pride in the fact that they could flog a man without breaking his skin open and making him bleed like a little fucking pussy. <laughs> Sorry. Um So the they're just trying to like break bones without breaking skin essentially. No, they're not breaking bones. They're, they're just, just basically beating the shit out of him without actually having him pop open. <laughs> like God, I mean, like God wants. <laughs> It actually does sound hard to do, and I guess you should yeah. take some pride in that. If, <laughs> if you are a flartist, as I'm calling them, uh, then yeah. I don't know how iPads work, but this one just there. Oh, it got light again. Yeah, that's, that's important for this. It went dark, and then it was like, oh, I'll go light. Um, mine talks to me. So, uh... While no blood was spilled, the back of the man was said to have, quote, puffed up like blown veal. Who's blowing veal? That's what I thought! <laughs> All right, I'm just going to suck the veal. I'll be ready to go. I fucking blew the shit out of that veal. So Look at it! I walked in and my wife was blowing the veal. Hey, that's for dinner. So, okay, so they're basically making, like, hunchbacks yep. via flogging. Yep. They're making Quasimodos. Yeah, why not? Not breaking the skin, mm -hmm. and guys are puffing up because Veal did that or does that. Yep. 
I think you nailed it. I love it. how they used to compare things to shit back then. Like, now you don't even... They're just like, oh, he's fucking... His, he's as sick as a feather. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. Yeah. Puffed up like veal. He's as fat as a leaf. I got nothing. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm out. I'm, I, I don't think I had anything at the beginning. I have nothing now. I was wondering if there was going to be another one, and there was, sort of. <laughs> sort of's fair. <laughs> but this just created a vicious cycle. The brutality would lead to more men fleeing into the bush. The first bush ranger was John Caesar, a former West Indian Negro slave and petty thief. He escaped into the bush in 1790 with a musket. He survived by hunting and fishing, as well as receiving food from sympathetic settlers. Okay. He would be caught and escape again, and eventually Governor John Hunter offered a reward of five gallons of rum, which caused Caesar to be captured. (laughs) So what we're saying is that alcohol was better than money back then. That's basically what you're saying. He was running around for all this time escaping, and then they went, oh, we'll give you some booze, and then fucking dead. People were like... Uh, and then he died, and then they got him. Yeah, they got him and shot him. Because they put rum on the table, they're like, "Sorry, buddy, we're not giving you table scraps anymore. We need the rum." <laughs> Basically. Oh, I know you've been my friend for Governor a long Hunter's time. Governor Hunter's smart. Yep. That's why he was called Governor. And Hunter. And he loved anal. All Australian leaders do. Such a, such a great tradition. <laughs> Where do you stand on anal? I am for anal. Uh, so uh, among farmers, there were many ex-convicts who had served their terms and been granted a ticket of leave. So they were out there and they would often help the bushrangers. Okay. Naturally, due to the fact that they were convicts and prisons were brutal... A more violent bushranger emerged. In, uh, by 1815, bushrangers were being executed. Jesus. Yeah. It's not a fucking joke. Relax. I didn't say it was a well, joke. It's not a fucking joke. Yeah, I know it's not a joke. <laughs> the fuck did I do to you? After the convict bushrangers came a new breed. These were men who were born in the bush and often from poor free settlers. They were skilled horsemen and stronger and healthier than their convict predecessors. This leads us back to young John Fuller, All right. who now had the nickname Mad Dan Morgan. Uh. <laughs> Does that mean you know who it is, or are you just like, fuck, that's a nickname? No, they're just... Who, like, who, who... Like, Mad is enough of an addition. You don't need to, like, change your whole name. Like, you've got Mad. I mean, yeah, like... But, what, but Mad... Mad Max wasn't like Kevin Schwartz. <laughs> like, he was like Max something, you know? Yeah, but... You're like, he's fucking mad! But Mad Mad John Fuller sounds stupid. <laughs> mad Mad Dan Morgan's got a fucking rhyme. Mad Dan Morgan? Flows. Why not Mad Morgan? There's something. Get the Dan out of there. Well, he <laughs> likes to be a little familiar. Mm. He seems less, you know... It counters the mad. <laughs> By day, he's just mild-mannered Dan Morgan. And who I'm Dad. But at night... He gets some rum. He gets mad. And he's mad Dan Morgan. Mm. Uh, he left Campbelltown for Victoria. He spent a year with his adopted father, then decided to go visit his mother. 
to get there, so he's going to go see his mommy again. Sure. To get there, he stole two horses. <laughs> what, like a How horse for the horse to ride? How is he going <laughs> to... The horse is like, I'm not taking you all the fucking way. He's like, fine, fine, I'll get you a fucking horse. <laughs> You'll also be riding. You fucking get on you. <laughs> uh, I just saw a guy ride by on top of two horses. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna carry a horse, a horse, and you. Fine, we'll get another fucking horse. Fine, five horses, fucking shit. Mom, I'm gonna be late. Creating a totem pole of horses. Just five horses stacked. Five horses high. and mad dads atop the horse pile. Come right to the circus. <laughs> All right. Okay, so he's got two All horses. Right. And so he's got two horses. He's got two horses and no plan. Um, on the trip, he narrowly avoided a party of police who were looking for him for stealing horses. <laughs> How did the, how did the, how, what did the police, he's like, my name's Dan. They're like, well, it's not him. <laughs> Everything else checks out, but this guy's name's Dan. I'm not mad, Dan, I'm just Dan. He doesn't seem angry. He doesn't. Mild-tempered. Uh, he went on to try his luck at the Castlemaine Goldfields, but that didn't pan out. Thank you. Don't pander over gold. Somewhere. <laughs> That's what we call a horse on a horse. Um, in 1854, he was back again in New South Wales, this time under the name John Smith. <laughs> what is he doing? I'm crazy John Smith now. Used to be my Don Morgan. I'm coming with the most ordinary name of all time. John Smith. John Smith, I'm a common motherfucker. <laughs> he became a horse and a cattle wrestler and was able to drive them long distances and then sell them. He had a reputation of being a heavy drinker and having a violent temper. Jeez. Oh, so weird. Poor cattle. You don't. You just. <laughs> You just don't expect that from a guy who was raised by Irish people. No. <laughs> nope. Not my mad Dan or John <laughs> or whatever the fuck. At some point, he drifted in into Victoria. It was in Victoria, in the Castlemaine district, that he first came into open conflict with the law. He stuck up two men. Now, I, I kept running into this term, stuck up, and I just, th I just thought it meant like you... Yeah. Put your hands up, but stick no, them up. Here, the here apparently, or back then apparently meant you would you would rob them and then tie them to a tree and leave them. Much more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> he did that to two guys. Yep. What? Just, just with his hands? Like how did like? No, he tied them up with his feet. <laughs> no, but how do you get? How do you get two men? Well, yeah. you have a gun, and they don't. You do have a gun. No, he did, he did it with his eyes. I didn't like, know he had a gun. <laughs> well, when we say stick him up, I mean, I'm thinking he had a gun, and then when we say sticking him up means he ties him to a tree. 
the gun pops in my imagination. It just means he, he doesn't just say, give me your money. He then ties them up and leaves them in a perilous situation. So it's just an extra phase of the extra, stick Extra, extra. It's going to be a long night. Uh, his tracks were quickly picked up, and he was pursued and overtaken. He put up a desperate resistance, but was finally taken into custody. He was charged with highway robbery and convicted. The sentence was 12 years. Okay. In 1860, after six years on the prison ship, success. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, the most fucked up name of a yeah. prison ship of all time. But it's great if your like, son is imprisoned, because then you could just be like, ah, oh, he's, uh, he's on success. He's, he's on success. He's I know. In, he's I on success. Nope. Nope. He's in. He's deep. He's. He's deep su- in success. He's deep in success. He won't leave success. <laughs> Can't. Su- Go ahead. Okay. Then this. Now this. This tale has a lot of names, and. Uh, I'm going to get most of them wrong, and we're about to hit a fucking doozy. <laughs> he was released for good behavior and given leave to go to the uh, Yakandada district. <laughs> what? I came close, right? Yeah. Yakandada. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a fucked up name. You should, yeah, you should have free range to say that one however the fuck you want. Yeah. Yaki! <laughs> well, I take that back. <laughs> But he failed to report in that yakin dad and uh, was named a, quote, prisoner of the crown illegally at large. Okay. I thought you were going to say prisoner of the year just because it felt like spelling <laughs> like we were of there. And he didn't come back, but he's pretty fucking great. Hey, who's going to accept an award for him? There's a horse that could... Uh... The one that's on top of that other horse? No, no, the one below that one, the third one. There's actually a mini pony underneath all of them. Fucking tired he is. From that point forward, he lived a life of what was called vicious crimes. He had several aliases. Oh, I can't wait. Bob Jones. Bill the Native? Bill the Native. Dude, he's like a comic in the 80s. Down the River Jack? Uh, uh. He's coming up with these, right? There's no when way. When he's drunk, yeah. <laughs> when he's shit-faced. Call me Down the River Jack. I'm gonna be that shit-faced Carl! <laughs> I'm a guy who has feet. <laughs> uh, another one was Jack Smith, which we've heard. Yeah. Just a fucking clean, beautiful name. Uh, he was also, of course, Dan Morgan and also Terror of the Riverina. He really, I'm not saying he needs like a partner in crime, but he does need a writing partner. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody to just be like, it's good. Let's just workshop that a little bit more because I don't know if that's final. Next time Morgan was heard of was in the Avoca district. Keep, keep going, Dave. Right. Uh, he was back there stealing cattle. Then he was said to be in the Albury taking horses. Albury. Fuck. <laughs> Albury. It's a slippery slope, but Dave. Uh, 
Horses were Morgan's thing. He was said to be one of the most accomplished and daring horsemen. For some time, he went about stealing them without any interference from police. I don't know. Because he kept changing his name. They're like, fuck, we're just getting close to Mad Don. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm Jimmy Tables. (laughs) (laughs) What was the one down the river, Jack? Yep, down the river, Jack. (laughs) Up the river, Tony, as well. (laughs) I went the wrong way, you see. That's Lateral swimming, Kevin. <laughs> Going against the current, John. <laughs> oh, fuck a waterfall, Robert. So, the police were busy with the Hall and Gilbert gang. Well, the police are looking for nine people. <laughs> and there's one. There's a fucking pack of them. Yeah. Uh, they're busy with the Holland Gilbert gang, uh, and they assumed his crimes were being done by the gang. But then it became apparent he was not with the gang, and so they began to hunt Morgan down. In the middle of 1983, a police party was formed. 1883. 1893. Did I say 1983? 1983. That's when they, that's when they formed the party to go after. <laughs> That'd be great. All right, let's get this fucker. <laughs> So he lived for a hundred more years. <laughs> I've been reading a history book and I've noticed no one ever caught this gentleman. And then... <laughs> so let's go get him. Really, really old Jay. <laughs> I'm a back Andy. We're going after... (laughs) My knees hurt when there's a storm about Adam. (laughs) We're going after Stroke Steve. (laughs) Or what's left of him? (laughs) He moves in circles. (laughs) (laughs) In 1893, a police party was formed to arrest Morgan. He spent most of his Bushman career working alone, but for a bit around this time, he was partnering up with a companion named German Bill. From Austria. <laughs> so, him, so he does have a buddy. Yeah, he got a buddy. German Bill. Yeah. He's like, we work on the name, Bill. That's pretty basic. But, no, it's, uh, a, it's a good name. No, man. no, you got to punch it up. Fake name, no. crazy shit before it. Yeah. No, it's a good no, name. It's not, no, it's I'm not a good. from a Sweden. It's a good name. No, 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 no. And my name is Sven, so I say I'm German Bill. Where are you from again, Bill? I'm from a Sweden. Sweden, Italy, right? Yeah. I like a spicy meatball. I know it. I like a spicy, a Swedish, a meatball. In August, a party of police was organized by a volunteer named Henry Bayless, and they tracked them for several days. Bayless was said to be one of the most fearless men in Australia. The police party arrived at their... Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa! Party fell. Whoa! During the chase? Let's kick a bottle over Barry. 
Oh, sorry, I kicked over a bottle. Um, so, Bayless was one of the most fearless men in Australia. The police arrived at their camp on the 22nd uh, at, that, at uh, German Bill and Dan Morgan's uh, camp. Sure. There, uh, they found a hut made out of bark and sticks, but Morgan and Bill were not inside. So, they waited. The plan was to wait until they came inside, and then they would arrest them. So, they went in the hut. <laughs> wait, the, the cops hut. went in the hut? Yep, they went in the hut. To wait for him. That's so stupid. <laughs> what, you I don't know. a good plan? I know. I don't know how this ends. Probably with a murder, but... Um, <laughs> very crazy plan. Come on, boys. Everybody in the hut. Everyone get in the hut. I don't have any more. Is there... That's all I have I so know. Far. When he comes in, we're all going to yell, Surprise! Surprise, police party! <laughs> the in the hut gang... Yeah. Uh, so when they heard footsteps coming, Shh, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. <laughs> hide, hide, no, don't hide. One. <laughs> Sorry, force of habit. One of the police party couldn't help himself and blindly shot out of the hut. Who's the rookie? I don't know, but could he not foresee what would happen? Because you're stuck in a hut. Yeah, but still, you've come this far, you've waited in a hut. Just start shooting through it? Then everyone started shooting. Smart, smart. That's the way to teach him. A long shootout ensued. Morgan and German Bill uh, began to find their position extremely grave, so Morgan shot Bill. (laughs) What? It's not going well. Fuck, you cunt. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I'm with you, police. Fuck these criminals. <laughs> I got Jim and Bill, boys! He then made his escape while the police focused... But he didn't need white people because they focused on German Bill. Yeah, because then he was laying there and they could capture him. So while they focused on you him... You capture him later. It's easy to capture a dead guy. Chase up the hill Clark. I... <laughs> uh... During the shootout, uh, Henry Bayless was severely wounded but recovered. Later that same day, uh, Shepard was... So Morgan got away. Right, of course. And then later on that same day, a shepherd was sitting on a log feeding his dog when Morgan wrote Is up... Is this a poem? <laughs> <laughs> when all of a sudden, a tremendous fog. <laughs> when Morgan just rode up and shot him in the head. Oh, he must have been mad about the shootout. And he saw this guy, or maybe he ate sheep, or uh, he didn't like dogs. Or just people... You know the dog just ate the rest of the food out of the dude's hand right away. Oh, the dog was like... Everything's coming up me. Uh, Next, Mad Morgan teamed up with three other uh, bush ranchers. Around Christmas, they watched a road near... Fuck, here we go. They watched a road near Narendera? I disagree. Uh, kind of with Dave on this one, gang. <laughs> uh, looking to rob wealthy people who were traveling to Melbourne. While they waited, Morgan stopped a two-wheeled cart being driven by an ox. The driver... <laughs> okay. For a second, it didn't feel like there was a driver. <laughs> like it just felt like it was Animal Farm. <laughs> Morning, how are you? <laughs> 
Interesting. Uh-huh. Really? That's fascinating. And he hasn't come home? Oh, that's crazy. Actually, my, you know, I'm actually an orphan. Um, yeah, well, I was actually adopted by another man. My father was a vegetable salesman. I, I don't want to bore you with the whole detail. I, I just, anyway. Yeah, as long as you're good. As long as you're good. The driver, John Cole, was transporting cheese. There were several kinds of cheese. Morgan said he would, quote, like a bit. And Cole... <laughs> Give him the cheese. <laughs> Cole... Give him all the fucking cheese. Cole told him to take the lot. Smart, yes. Yeah. I, please tell me he doesn't shoot this dude in the fucking head. Morgan replied, the fucking traps would risk their necks climbing over the area railings for a leg of mutton. I don't know what I'd do for a whole cheese, but this lump's good enough for me. None of that makes sense. <laughs> that dude was like, cool, then just that. Yeah, then, get, okay. Please get the fuck out of here. Take uh, what you want. Uh, I don't know what the traps are. Yeah, so. so I just know about cheese and being scared. Uh, he, uh, Morgan then told Cole that uh, the police generally were a sour milk lot. <laughs> I made a dairy joke there. Over the next few months, Morgan robbed various places and people between Wagga Wagga and... Sure. What? I mean, if you don't think... If, you, if there's another way to say that... Wagga Wagga. Bullshit. I mean... It's ridiculous anyway. It should yeah, it's completely That's like being insane. like you mispronounced... Actually, more like... Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga! As the mayor of Wagga Wagga, uh, I love anal. And I like to go... <laughs> oh, man. It's a crazy fucking name for a place, you guys. Uh, so he was, he was uh, robbing people t- between uh, Wagga Wagga and... Uh, and Miga Baga! <laughs> And Denilquin. What? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Close enough. On April 16th, 1864, George Eliot showed up in Denilquin with a bunch of horses for sale. What? Fuck you with no. your hand over your Best fucking is, face. You, were, you tried to cover up that you laughed at it because you knew he'd get fucking pissed. It was like this. Dave was like, what, bitch? What did you say, motherfucker? Uh, so George Elliott shows up with a, a bunch of horses. And the local police sergeant thought something was up, and he interrogated Elliot. After a while, Elliot admitted that Morgan had robbed him of 127 pounds and a horse on the road between Narendera and Gerildery. Thanks a lot. I don't man. know what's wrong with this side of the room. <laughs> We're still mad about Perth. They'll never get over that it's on the other side of the country, Dad. <laughs> it's the grieving phase. 
Now that he was traveling back by the same route, he wanted to be rid of the horses because they would just be stolen again. (laughs) And he didn't want to tell police what had happened because he might meet up with Morgan once more. So, in June, two members of the police force, Sergeant McGinnerty and Officer Churchley, were right... Dana, that doesn't seem like real names. No, for sure. I mean, we've heard a lot of bullshit names, uh, but yeah. (laughs) They were riding on the road to Tumbarumba? Tumbarumba, all right, yep. We've already done a tub-thumping joke on that, right? (laughs) When they passed a man on horseback, McGinnerty casually said, Good day, as they passed. The man then looked at them and said, Oh, you're one of them fucking wretches looking out for bush rangers, are you? He then pulled out his gun, turned, and shot McGinnity through the breast. He had breasts? Big old titties. Jeez. He really doesn't pull fucking punches. Nope. Uh, so McGinnity was dead. Jesus. McGinnity's horse bolted into the bush, and Morgan chased after it. The other He's cop. Chasing horses? Well, there's a dead guy on a horse, so that's a free horse. Oh, the guy's still on the horse. Yeah, he, the body. Yeah. Okay. That, that helps the chase because the horse is like, what should I do, dude? We all good up there? What's going on? Feels like you really lax on the controls. Are you napping, bro? Fuck, man. I'm going to get on this horse and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. They pass an ox who's like, morning. Uh... Uh, the other the other cop Churchley just took off he would later that's good detective work right there yeah uh, he would later say his horse also bolted because of the shots but then they found out that that's bullshit <laughs> that's it uh, he was that's later fired totally the move I'd pull I wanted to help but then the horse also took off god damn it you know what happened was I, I saw him shoot my partner and I just went you know, I'm gonna go away <laughs> That's the day I retired from the force. Uh, a paper at the time reported, quote, it is not explained how the thing happened, but it would appear either that the horse bolted or that the constable and the animal went off together. That's putting too much on the animal in this. Like, the animal will do whatever. The animal wasn't like, I say we roll. Hey, hey let's split up. Animal shot that dude that in the way. titties. We get to get the fuck out of here. Oh, God, the titty shooter's back. Oh, no. He's shooting men with breasts. This when, is like gym class. When Churchley, when Churchley returned with reinforcements, they found McGinnity's hat on the road, marking where the body was so it could be found. So that's nice. Yeah, real sweet. After the shooting, an advertisement appeared in the Albury... Albury? Sure, banner. (laughs) Quote, challenge to Morgan. John Smith is willing to meet Morgan. Now here's what's fucked up, is he he used his other alias to challenge Morgan. John Smith is willing to meet Morgan, the murderer, either by day or night, single-handed, on number 76 free selection, Grogery and Howlong Roads. It turns out Morgan read the banner, which he stole from people. No word on whether or not he took up the challenge. But some guy challenged him to a street fight. Himself. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Very soon after the shootout, Morgan showed up on a Sunday afternoon at Round Hill Station. He had a revolver in each hand, and he crowded all the men, about 20, into the carpenter's shop. He then told the owner, Mr. Watson, uh, he, took, he took the owner, Mr. Watson, out and brought him over to the shop. He asked whether or not the men had enough rations. If they haven't, they've only got to say so, and they'll get more, said Watson. I'm a good man. Mm. Morgan replied, well, I'm Dan Morgan. I just want to know, and uh, you'd better give them a cobbler to drink. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> What's wrong with your shoes? <laughs> oh, you're not talking about a copy of the Adam Sandler movie, are you? Oh, I, don't, take a while. I don't want that. Will you shoot me instead? We all would rather that. Watson said he had no problem giving the man a cobbler and sent a messenger to get some. He came back with four bottles of liquor and each man was given uh, some in a metal cup. The men laughed and enjoyed themselves. Feeling a bit casual now, one of the men asked Morgan if he had stolen the stirrup irons from Mr. Johnston. Oh Bad boy. move. Yeah, I mean, he's getting way... He's like, <laughs> hey, did you steal those stirrups? Sorry. <laughs> Morgan whipped his pistol out, cursing, and shot into the room. Watson was shot through the hand. The men ran out, and Morgan followed them, yelling, You fucking wretches, do you want to give me away? He shot... Yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to give you away, bro. Walk out of there shooting them. Yeah. Get them drunk and then shoot at them. Yeah. Uh, uh, he shot... Uh, several times until a man named John McLean fell wounded. The rest of the men were now hiding behind trees. Ugh. Morgan put McLean on his horse and led it back to the house. McLean was taken in and cared for by some women there. Morgan told the station hand to go fetch a doctor. Okay, which was a drink. To the guy... <laughs> no, a doctor! Fuck, this is bad. Uh, so the guy, the guy goes off to get a doctor. Okay. Right? But after the uh, man left to get the doctor, Morgan started thinking about his plan, and he started to think the man he sent to get the doctor would actually bring back the police. Oh, God. Well, yeah. So he jumped on his horse oh, and no. chased after the man and then shot him. <laughs> Quick addendum! Change of plans! I'm going to kill you. That guy's slowing down. I'm going to kill you for... I'm going to kill you for trying to get a doctor. Wait, what? What's happening? New plan. I'm going to kill you. So he killed the guy and then he went off into the bush. You know, he has ideas and sure, sometimes yeah. they're not great. Yeah, good plans. Uh, back at the station, they then discovered another man who had been shot and uh, was laying in the carpenter's shop. His name was John Harriet and he was the son of a well-known family. His leg had been broken by the bullet. McLean was kept at the house and after three days... Died. Sound effect wasn't fun. I think that's the noise he made when he went. He's dead officially. You heard the noise. Now we know. Waka waka, and then out he went. Waka waka. Oh, he's dead. We should name a town that. Nah, it's silly. 
Back at the station, they then discovered... Oh, I already did that. Uh, at an inquest later, uh, Stockman reported that Morgan called the station two days after the attack to see how McLean was doing. What? Is this dude... Is it this? So there's no plan. So he just shows up and he goes, how's the, guy, how's the guy I shot doing? Sorry? What is going on right now? Just check it in. Uh, <laughs> is he okay? No. Why? You shot him. Uh, I'm just checking in. I'm Why are you here? Say hi. I like to. Ch- I like to say hi to people I shot. Will you give him this card? <laughs> Hard to find an appropriate one, but I found one finally. <laughs> so you shot a guy. Yeah, it's uh, signed below the sky, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> he then sat beside McLean's bed for several hours. What? Hey, I'm so man. broken up about this. How did get this uh, happen? <laughs> if we ever find the motherfucker who put you in this bed, so help me God. <laughs> oh, fuck. Imagine how McLean was doing. Yeah, no, he was like... Why are you here? No, he, you know he was just like, play it fucking cool. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Oh, good. I was hoping you would come here. I'm okay. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah, comfort me for sure. Help yourself. Hey, what the fuck? Uh, A verdict of willful willful murder. What? Willful. Oh, at the same time, police, uh, a party of police and civilian volunteers were searching. I love how it's all a party of police. They were searching the area for him, and the whole time he was in the the place. Well, honestly. He committed the crime. Maybe the most genius thing to do. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody thought he'd go back and sit by the guy's bed. No, they were just like, let's hide in the hut. Yeah. (laughs) A verdict of willful murder was returned against Morgan on June 23rd. The for it's, it it's already is, inferred by murder that it's willful. Well. <laughs> the reward for his capture, dead or alive, was increased from 500 pounds to 1,000 pounds. Morgan's reputation was surging. A man walked into a bar called the Five Mile Creek near Bogolong. 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 <laughs> he ordered a cop. You guys get to pick which ones. <laughs> he ordered, choose your own. He ordered a cobbler of brandy. Then he asked for another, but the bartender said he'd have to pay for the first to get another. The man then said, be careful what you do. I'm Dan Morgan. And he took out a pistol. The bartender ran from behind the bar and jumped out the window. Such a great move. Smartest guy in the whole story. It's probably a door that was closed, but still, fuck it. I mean, it's a gun in your face. Jumped out the window. Uh, and it was on the third story. So Morgan walked to the window and watched him run off. But the bartender just ran around to the back of the building, and he crept back in. Gee, this dude's dead. Oh, no, he, he crept back to the window he had jumped out of and saw Morgan's pistol sitting on the windowsill. Oh, boy. So he grabbed it and went back into the bar. There he found Morgan helping himself to a bottle. Strangely, Morgan was easily secured at gunpoint and handed over to police. They then determined he was not Morgan, but just a fiddler. Get back on the roof! That's amazing. 
Yeah. He was a fiddler. We got him. We got our guy. God damn it. It's just a lying fiddler. Would you like to hear a tune? No, all one. I love a good hymn. Yeah, he was just a fiddler who traveled around playing for a living, and he was in prison for a few months for that. He was. He he might be the best guy in the story. The fiddler. (laughs) Go ahead, I'm... Uh, here we go. Get ready to get mad. Morgan, next hit, Yerby Station. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> he tied up the overseer, two bush- bushmen, and a driver. Then he took the keys uh, from the store and helped himself to supplies. Sure. He also gave gin and tobacco to the men he tied up. Here we go. Oh, boy. <laughs> The men had come, and he, he meant more men came in, and each one he tied up. Now there were several there, and they were starting to get drunk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he's, he's tying these men up. Yep. And then he's give, getting them drunk and giving them tobacco. Yep. But they can't use their hands. Well, I'm sure they there's a, well they might be able to use their hands. So he tied them up so that they can use their hands. Yeah, they can drink. <laughs> and yeah. and they're and he's just letting them get shit faced and smoke. Right? Yep. <laughs> it's a Morgan party. Sure. Better than a police party. <laughs> so now they're drunk and they start to get loud, which irritated Morgan. This is a hard dude to predict. <laughs> fucking up is down. He's What's visiting nice... people he's fucking killing. He's getting people drunk while they're tied up and being upset that they're drunk. He told them to shut up, but they kept at it. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> shut up, shut me, it's a fucking drunk! You with the breast, you're first. <laughs> He then went and got the station brand. It was a drink. (laughs) And he put it in the fire. Jesus. Party's over. And (laughs) talk about sobering up. You're like, oh, you know, I'm actually not. I should shut the fuck up. You're totally right. I was just saying to the other guys, we should all shut the fuck up. He said that if they kept being loud, he would brand their faces. I mean, that's I mean, product placement. You, <laughs> that's marketing. He's a hard guy to party with. Jesus. Uh, it suddenly became very quiet. Yeah. And he eventually rode off without branding anyone. Which is amazing. Yeah, well, it's great. <laughs> Glad. Some station overseers ordered that when Morgan showed up, he was to be given whatever he wanted, and when he did not come, food would be taken out into the bush and left for him. He's Santa? (laughs) So people are just that in fear that they're just like, just leave food in case he's coming. He's crazy. Yeah, they're just like, just put food out in the woods. Just do, just tie some food to a fucking tree. Uh, stations were 25 to, 25 to 50 miles apart and had very few employees. 
there were not many police around to deal with men like Morgan. It was a time when an upset Bushman could set the grass on fire and it would burn hundreds of square miles. So it's California. <laughs> or we live in the bush. Yeah. Uh, so, looking at the grand scheme of things, giving away some food and supplies was not such a big deal. Those who did give him food and supplies uh, definitely fared better than those who didn't. You'd think it'd be the opposite with this dude. He'd be like, food? The fuck are you giving me food for? Burn up! To people who don't like me, you can live. What, am I a fucking charity case? What, you're saying I'm fucking fat? Is that what it is? You're not fat, fat Danny Morgan. Fucking dead! Fat Frank's the fat one. Yeah. I'm the mad guy. Also, my name used to be Fat Frank. <laughs> Last summer, I got into chocolate a bit too much. <laughs> then I lost it, and I was Chubby, Chubby Clark. Yeah. <laughs> then I was Get Everyone Drunk Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> then I was Brandon Bob. Sh- I shot Watson in the hand, Jeffries. <laughs> A specific name. Yeah. <laughs> that is my favorite one because it's long as fuck. Morgan went to a cattle station and asked to see the overseer. His wife said he wasn't there. It was just her and the children. Morgan uh. said that was too bad because he'd come all this way to shoot her husband. <laughs> oh, that's a fucking shame. What time will he back for me to kill him? <laughs> When do you expect him, roughly? (laughs) Turns out the overseer was a bit too chummy with the police. Morgan then said he wanted a specific amount of money. I want 47 pounds and 38 cents. And a piece of cheese. And a piece of... Not the whole fucking lot. Not the whole thing is... Oh, how dare you? I'm not an animal. You know, I had a conversation with an ox once. The only, the only person who ever got me was that ox. God, I miss him. Him and the ox are writing letters. Oxy, hope you're fucking well. Oh, look, another letter from Oxy. It's like he's in the room with me. Oh, gosh, that's terrible to hear. His spirit will not be broken, this ox. Resilient he is. Signed by... You're my best friend. (laughs) The woman said there was no money at the station. Morgan did not believe her. So, he then asked her to boil some eggs. I love how you're taking a sip there. (laughs) Just let everyone be like, what the fuck? (laughs) All right, eggs. You don't have any money. Put some eggs on. You fucking put some eggs on, woman. Hard boiled. Hard boiled them, (laughs) goddammit. I want egg and soldiers. They don't call me egg Ernie for nothing. I mean, I do. When I'm eating the eggs. Yeah. When I'm not eating the eggs, I'm Mad Dan Morgan. Yeah. But when I got a plate of eggs in front of me, 
I'm Egg Ernie. Last Monday I was Macaroni Michael. I had a fucking beautiful plate of macaroni. Fucking delicious. I mean, we have beaten the nickname game. No, but it's still, it still keeps We are laugh. flogging the nickname. <laughs> flogging it like veal. Yeah. <laughs> Puffed up. <laughs> Said veal flogging Tommy. I'm beating down the nicknames. <laughs> they call me beater of the nickname, Nick. <laughs> Hammer this game into the ground, Harry. <laughs> Don't forget, jam jars are only $9. At some point, this will get old, Oliver. <laughs> Eggs were the only thing that Morgan would eat there because he said there was too much strychnine and arsenic around. <laughs> I'm not a scientist! You can't eat anything but eggs when there's chemicals around, stupid. They're clean. They come out of the chicken's asshole. <laughs> They're pure. That's what makes things pure. <laughs> Why am I a pirate? I don't know what's happened to you lately. <laughs> Ever since you've been talking to that ox. Where's me parrot? <laughs> when the eggs were done, he looked at them carefully and passed on the ones that had cracks in the shells. I'm so him with hard-boiled eggs like that. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, you're just yeah, like, creepy. Ah, I don't want the weird ones. Yeah, so you have something in common. It's nice to find <laughs> Not in the, the story. only thing. I also have a good axe, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> then he made... Uh, then, so he ate, he ate the good ones, and then he made up a fire until it was huge. He asked the woman again for the money, and she said, it's not here. So he grabbed her, and made her sit on the burning logs. She should have said yes. Was there money there? Uh, nope. <laughs> he held her until her clothes caught on fire. Then he let her get up and he ran over, grabbed a bucket of water and put out her burning clothes. Uh, she was very burned. Then he rode off. <laughs> and said he'd be back. I'm coming back! No, don't. You fucking stinky burned ass. That's terrible. Jesus. Well, I mean, you know, he's mad. He's mad. He's fucking Are you mad devils mad. advocating lighting a woman on fire? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it's okay to have empathy for Matt Dan Morgan as well. He wanted something and he didn't get it. Mm. And then some of the eggs were cracked. Yeah, I guess she did deserve to be lit on fire. <laughs> okay. Can't believe you sold me so easy, but yeah, you're right. What, what is she doing? I made some Give good... him the money that's not there. I made some good points. He continued committing crimes, and then he turned up at Doodle, Kuma Station, the site... Right? 
Yeah. Some guy just went, what? Yeah. Duda Kumal Station? The side of the township of Henty. Not Henty. There, Sergeant Smith and a party of police were camped in a tent. This of was... course. We're waiting on a guy who lives here. I'm Irish too. It was another police party who were looking for Morgan. They put up the tent and were all inside with a candle burning. You guys are leading me on that one. I feel like, okay. The candle caused their shadows to be cast onto the side of the tent. So, and they screamed, we are police. We are police. We're looking for Morgan. We're looking for Morgan. I'm just picturing like in Home Alone when he like makes all the fake people to make it look like his house yeah. is full like through the curtain like Michael Jordan's just like on a train rotating around. That did look real though, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, if you're a cri- yeah, if you're one of the criminals, you're like, well, that guy's moving in a circular pattern over and over again. He's for real. Played Michael Jordan in there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so they're dead for sure. Of course, shots were fired into the tent. Yes. And Smith was hit, but uh, they still all ran out and fired their guns into the darkness. Smith was uh, shot twice, and he fainted. He was taken to Doodlekuma Station, and a doctor was summoned, and then he died. It's called Doodle? It's D-O-O-D-A-L. Doodle? Yeah, Doodle, yeah. That's what I'd go with, Doodle. While the patient's dying, the doctor's just like, what did he do for fun? Did he like skateboarding? What do you think of that? Looks just like him, doesn't it? Yeah, he's dead. All right, guys. Bring him in here. I'm going to draw him. Uh, it was later. I'm afraid if I don't draw this patient in the next two to three hours, he may. Well, he's dead, but um, I just have something later. It was later determined that Morgan had fired the shots and that he had been waiting around to ambush the police. Even though police uh, were killed by Dan Morgan, they were being criticized for not catching him. The local, the local paper wrote on December 14th, 1864, quote, last Sunday was another Morgan day in the Albury district. Uh, and while our police are marrying and giving in marriage, dancing, fighting, getting and bestowing broken heads over wedding festivities in town. <laughs> I mean, what happened? I mean, what happened at this it, fucking it, they, wedding? They, like, came to his wedding and, like, had too much... They, like, had sex with the bride. Yeah. They, no, they clearly went to this wedding, danced, fought, and just kicked the shit out of people. Had a good fucking time, dude. It's a wedding. <laughs> they did the limbo. Uh, and, uh... Good call, guys. You guys were like, what's going on? the difference between doing these live? You're like, ooh, ooh, felt that one. All right, keep going. <laughs> Power through, Gary. You got this shit. Uh, so, uh, in obtaining notoriety in our police court reports, the murder and villain Morgan rules rampant. The paper then listed a long report of what Morgan had been doing on the previous Sunday. Morgan had gone to a camp of a road contractor named Adams in Kiamba. He's... Kiamba? That one you're going to pronounce the letter? (laughs) 
He, st- <laughs> he stuck up the party, which included a few Chinese gentlemen. Okay. They were all told to strip naked. But it one, sounds like a game show <laughs> in China. But one didn't understand what he was supposed to do. <laughs> well, the others were getting naked. Follow their fucking lead, bro. <laughs> he hesitated, and apparently, as quoted in the paper, said, no savvy. Two E's. Yeah. Also, Australian newspapers at the time had the two E typewriter. <laughs> no savvy. So, Morgan... What's happening right now? Do you remember when we did an episode where we talked about how the newspapers had two E's to make fun of Chinese people? Are you here with me? I want to say yeah. Like I told you, you could redo a dollop on me at some point. And it'd be 40 minutes in, and I'd be like, wait! Fuck you, dude! Uh, Okay, so Morgan shot the Chinese guy in the shoulder. Morgan then made uh, the men cook him some meat, and he stayed for a while and had a little dinner. When he left, he forced... just making people cook for him. He just didn't know how to cook. That's where this came from. (laughs) Poor little guy. When he left, he forced four of the men who had horses to go with him. They rode to a little billabong. There, he held up a couple of buggies, pretending like the guys were with him uh, and fellow outlaws. Right, okay. <laughs> and they're naked at this point? <laughs> I bet their clothes are back Yeah, on. he just got them naked while they cooked and then got them, <laughs> put their clothes on and then they were a gang. Okay, I copy that. I have always liked to see Chinese dick while I eat meat. <laughs> Can't fault him, I'm the same way. That's why I, had to go, that's why I gave it up. It's good for digestion. (laughs) All right, well, get naked and cook me fucking meat. (laughs) You heard me. (laughs) Don't say no cookie either. (laughs) He he used the four guys to help him block a road, forcing buggies to stop. This had a larger objective, which was to cause the mail coach to stop so he could rob it. And while the men sat there waiting for the mail coach uh, to come, Morgan talked about all of his misdeeds. He said he had watched Sergeant Smith and his party for five days so that he could be positive he was shooting the right man. Finally, the mail coach came and he robbed it. There wasn't much there, and Morgan then cut the telegraph wire. He went to nearby Williams Station, took a horse and a saddle. He also said that while he was in the area, that he would shoot three specific men, quote, no matter what risk... It cost him. The next day, he shot Mr. McKenzie, Mr. McLaren, and Sergeant Carroll. Mr. McLaren was said to have always been ready for Morgan, but it didn't matter. Well, (laughs) that is not true. (laughs) Who said that was a lie? He was always ready for him. Well, no. Always ready, but one day, McLaren... And it's a shitty nickname because I'm dead, so I can't even use it. In March, Morgan held up a station at Mohunga, 
Uh, he, as usual, put all the men in a room and ordered the overseer, Mr. Rand, to get some rum. Yep, of course. Get him drunk and threaten to brand him. We've learned this one. <laughs> the rum was passed around, and then Morgan asked one of the men to play a concertina he was holding. Uh, it's like an accordion. Jesus, what is it? I think he's just lonely. <laughs> I really, like, he maybe just wasn't hugged. Like, he's tying people up and making them drink rum and have a party. And then he just, you know, then he wants... I don't want part. money! I want friends! <laughs> he really does. All right, now get naked and cook me meat. There's no arsenic around so you can cook it. The rum was passed around, and then Morgan asked one of the men, oh, right, to play the concertina. He did. Now it was a party. Morgan then told the overseer to dance. <laughs> but at some point, I feel like he's going to get upset with the party again. He watched and applauded once in a while, but when the man stopped dancing, Morgan raised his pistol and said, Once more, please. You dance very nicely. <laughs> what? So fucking bored that he's like, You dance nice. One more, please. <laughs> One more dance for daddy. Just dance for daddy, you know. I, I, like I can't eat meat anymore unless I see a Chinese penis. <laughs> I like clothes dancing and naked cooking. Those are my likes. You ever put a woman on a fire? <laughs> Who's with me, boys? Uh, he made Mr. Rand dance until midnight. When he was finally allowed to stop. Well, that was a good time, right? Well, it's tomorrow. Uh, during this entire robbery, he kept talking about the police. He said the Victorian police had been blathering that they would catch him if he crossed the border. Morgan said he would soon show them that they weren't any smarter than the New South Wales police who were frightened of him. He took a horse and supplies in the morning and left. A Beechworth paper said, after hearing what a Morgan had uh, talked about, he challenged him to cross the Murray and said if he did, he'd be dead within 48 hours. Morgan accepted the challenge. And I think he's going to be fine. He apparently talked about the challenge a lot and said he would go to Victoria and take, quote, take the flashness out of the Victorian police and, yeah. the, and people. Yeah, they're yeah. flashy. They're fucking way too flashy with their... A little Ooh. too flashy for my liking. Mm, girl. Thanks, girl. <laughs> but he was still in New South Wales wreaking havoc. Morgan was also a huge fan of arson. So many passions, I mean. Uh. Many of the places he robbed were then burned. He spent most of his time in the Albury district, but expanded his business to the coast. He robbed the mail coach expanded between... Expanded his business. <laughs> it's a good business model. You know what? It's time to break her open a little bit and see <laughs> yeah. what... See what my business can do. I've you know, I, inco I incorporated last month. <laughs> I had better for my toxins. It's just way better. He robbed the mail coach between Okova and Young repeatedly. Once it had a few Chinese passengers inside. What? There we go. Someone was like mailing Chinese people? <laughs> I've only got a bit of jerky, but get your pants down. <laughs> and make jerky. While, while, <laughs> while they were being searched for money, one of them made a run for it. The man, the man ran, dropped on his hands and knees, and tried to climb into a hollow log. <laughs> Just 
You'll never find me here. Here, this will be easier for you. Wait, he's, he's, not, he's not Irish. Oh, no. They're all Irish to me. Well, well Morgan's been raised by Irish people. So yeah, but the Chinese guy climbing in the log is. Uh, I ain't going into this log. But that's what he does when he's in there. He's like, I'm also Irish. Uh, Morgan just walked up and shot him shot in the him. back. Yeah, he killed him. Okay, for sure. Another one dead. I'm starting to not even care anymore about how many people are fucking dying. It's like Terminator. <laughs> Morgan finally decided to take uh, Victoria up on its challenge. In early April 1865, he crossed the Murray River and started raiding stations. He stuck up a Mr. McKinnon station on the Little River. He then crossed King River and set fire to Barnes and the granary of a man named Evans for, quote, having shot my finger off. Is that true? Yeah, he was missing the tip of his finger. So apparently it was Evans. Jesus. So he burned down his barns and his granary. That all seems, like, fine. That's the most justifiable one I think we've heard. Yeah. Still fucked up, but... But yeah. Yeah. Everyone's on Morgan's side there. Just the tip. Just looking at his finger... Just looking at a cigarette, I told you we'd get vengeance. Morgan uh, continued robbing many carriers on the road between Wangarata and Benella. You're giving up, right? Yeah. (laughs) On the evening of the 8th, he arrived at Pachelba Station, which was owned by two men, McPherson and Rutherford. Morgan rode up and knocked on McPherson's door. McPherson's son opened it and found the bush ranger holding a pistol. He backed the kid up and ordered everyone in the house to come into the room. He lined them up along the wall of the dining room. Oh, God. One of the maids said she didn't believe he was serious and refused to stand against the wall, quote, like a child. What? What does she mean? She doesn't doesn't think he's serious? She's probably one of those asshole nurses. (laughs) Or maids who's from England, and she's like, I'm not going to look at the world. She's like Mary Poppins. (laughs) We don't have time. Some of the children have sore throats. Just a spoonful of killer. (laughs) Bang! Oh, fuck! He shot me! Spoonful of sugar? No, it won't do shit! My gut shot! (laughs) Took that far. Morgan pointed his gun at her and said, My young lady, do you know who I am? No, she replied. Well, I'm Morgan. Will you take your place? She pouted, but decided to look at the wall instead of being murdered. <laughs> Fine. I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to like it. Happy about it. Morgan then put two... I still don't believe you. Prove it. Prove that you're threatening me. Morgan then put two guns on the table and sat down. He said he hadn't slept for three nights and wanted to return to New South Wales tomorrow for a long nap. I can't sleep in Victoria. <laughs> Fuck. And by the way, a long nap is sleeping. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna go sleep. If you're tired, you don't go hold up a bunch of people. You no. go sleep. You go sleep. What uh, I guess I gotta rob this place first. Yeah, no, it's not like somebody like made an appointment. I'm uh, fucking... I'll be pissed if I don't fucking hold them up. I'm fucking exhausted. I gotta be there between three to six on Tuesday. <laughs> it's been three days. I've been doing poppers for three days. It's crazy. He then asked a servant to make him some tea and let her leave the room. 
After finding out McPherson's wife played piano, he asked her to play. Oh boy, get ready to play till fucking 1 a.m., lady. <laughs> this is not a normal hostage situation you're dealing with. <laughs> you, get naked, make eggs. You, play the piano. You, get in the fireplace. I'll explain in a minute. Get me some meat, and do you have a little Chinese fella? I mean a Chinese fella. <laughs> smaller, come on. A smaller man. Oh, oh really, uh, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, she said, certainly, Mr. Morgan. And he said, just call me Morgan. He didn't like being Mr. he called it. It's got crazy-ass rules, man. <laughs> the party went on all night. I love that it's a party. And it's not a party. Exactly, it's not a party. <laughs> Nobody was there by their own will. It's his party. His party went all night. But Are really, you having a good time? The hostage situation went all night. <laughs> this is a great fucking party. Are you having a good time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. This is great. Glad we planned this and did it. Right. Morgan chatted the night away, and he became... Chat, like, to himself, basically. He's, He's a... fucking a crazy, lonely guy who never talks to anyone. No. You know when you meet that old lady in a store, and she uh, just starts talking to you, and you're like, oh, God. Yeah, like you say, it. how are you to the wrong person? That's who he is. Yeah, right. He comes in, he's like, can I ever tell you about when I was six? <laughs> no, we've just met. <laughs> how you doing today? Well, I'm a little down, honestly. I, uh... <laughs> oh, God, here we fucking go. You know, I've shot nine people, and I feel weird. Well, I was a boy on a vegetable cart a while ago. Uh, so uh, he became so comfortable that he didn't notice when the maid slipped out. She went straight to Mr. Rutherford's house, a quarter of a mile away, and told him that what was going on. Then she ran back and slipped back into the house, so Morgan never noticed. She must have been freaking the fuck out. Yeah. I wouldn't have come back. Nope. <laughs> I just told the dude, keep running. Morgan, uh, uh, <laughs> while Morgan chatted away, he told them his life story. He was born in Appen, his parents were still living, etc. Meanwhile, <clears throat> the police... You were... know, Mom's always been distant. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it. I mean, more so than a normal gypsy woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had two dads. Gonna write a book about that, maybe. <laughs> maybe turn it into a terrible TV show at some point. <laughs> <laughs> we had a show called My Two Dads. Yeah, it's about a girl. And it's about Morgan. Um, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the, yeah, the police were on their way, and the locals were surrounding the house with guns and hiding behind bushes and walls. Morning came. Morgan had a nice breakfast. <laughs> McPherson offered Morgan some whiskey, but he said he rarely drank. <laughs> you know, it's not my thing. I don't like to drink. I just like to make other people do it around me. <laughs> I'm going to watch you drink, and that's how I get high. Uh, but he didn't want to seem rude, so he took half a glass. I don't want to be rude. It's 9 a.m. I'll have a glass. <laughs> hey, I don't we... normally drink, but I'll have one. No, it's, it's morning, so okay. All right, fine. <laughs> 10.30 somewhere, right? <laughs> I'm having the best time. <laughs> you guys are my best fucking friends. You feel the same way, right? 
<laughs> we're having the best time. That's what I we're thought. We're all having a really great party. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about my friend Bob the Ox? <laughs> Man. We did some crazy, me and the ox once. Me went. and Oxy, oh, ho, 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 look out. Look, look out, ladies. Oxy and Morgan are up. Quite the team we were. Oh, man. He was quite the wing cow. He would always. He, was... he knew how to set you up and back off. Because uh, the women love an ox and they'll come over if you're in, in, with one in a bar and they'll go, is that an ox? And then you can chat them up and Bob will go away. Plus, if they like white Russians, forget about it. You're talking about the drink or the... B- the drink, sorry, I should be clear. Which has milk in it. So he finished his glass. Religious man. Yep. He finished his glass of whiskey, then he went into a bedroom and washed his hands and face and combed his hair. Just, I think he thinks he's a house guest. Time to look presentable. Well, where's my room? (laughs) While he did this, one of the servants brought coffee to all the men surrounding the house outside. the servants misguided in this situation. No, oh, here you go, boys. This is terrific, uh, terrific coffee. No, it's not Sydney coffee. It's Melbourne. It, it's okay. They get so fucking weird about their coffee down there. One up or two. One up or two. How many laps would you put? I'll have to go get some more sugar. Stay boys. We've got, no, we've got a lot of time. He's combing his hair. It's gonna be a couple hours. What's a latte? <laughs> uh, Morgan finished grooming himself and sure, stepped, as all house guests will, stepped out onto the veranda. He told McPherson he wanted a horse. McPherson and his son walked to get one and a saddle. Morgan started to follow him. At this point, the police and volunteers had the place well surrounded. But they were also like so jittery. They're like, we've had a lot of fucking coffee. (laughs) I gotta eat something. My stomach fucking hurts. I've got to shit. Excuse me? He got got away because we all had to shit from the coffee. Oh, fuck, there he goes. Everybody's shitting. Get in the tent, get in the tent. Hide. Wait. So any man who had a shot was supposed to take a shot. A station hand named John Wendland took the first shot from behind a bush, hitting Morgan in the back of the shoulder, shattering his spine, and then passing through his lungs. Jesus, that's a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. He fell and lay on the ground. George Rutherford, the other owner, approached Morgan as he lay on the ground. I conversed with him after he was shot. He said he did not know me. I asked him if he knew Mr. Warby. He said yes. I asked him if he knew Colby. He said no. I asked him if his real name was Morgan or Morin, and he said no. 
I actually have uh, some other names. <laughs> you boys might want to take a seat. <laughs> oh, right now I've collapsed lung, Larry. <laughs> I might see the light at the end of the tunnel, Tom. My God, I feel the cold embrace of death, Danny! Uh, Morgan then said, why did they not give me a chance? Why did they not challenge me? What's, what, what, what is this? I'm a house guest. Don't you know how killing people works? You hang out with them for a day or two. You wine and dine them. Then you pull out your gun and you go, are you ready? Yeah, you let them know. The fuck? Fucking savage. Again, again, I, I asked him his real name, Morgan or Morin, and he said no. <laughs> it's good question time, isn't it? Yeah, let's go with yes or no's. Uh, for a long time... Uh, there was a press con uh, controversy about what Morgan's real name was. Some believing that it was Morin, while others maintained it was Owen. Uh, but it was Fuller. <laughs> Morgan was carried inside a shed. The coroner was called. When he arrived, he examined Morgan and found an entrance and exit wound. When I first saw him, he was in a dying state, but quite sensible. <laughs> okay. I'm dying. Yes. yes. He makes he's all, sense. He's got boys. it all up here. He really does. Yeah. He makes Here's a sense. the problem. He said after some time that he was choking. I sound I like my friend Bob. I don't know what he's joking about. He says he's joking. Are you not really injured? I think it's all a prank. I don't know. I, he keeps saying it. He's grabbing his, his neck and saying he's joking. Now that I'm hearing it, it is kind of funny. <laughs> okay. okay. That's a good bit. That's a good bit, Morin Morgan Owen. Dan Mad Morgan died. The oh. coroner. Let's all slow down there a little bit. <laughs> the coroner then had Morgan stripped. And made him cook. <laughs> Let's see who's eating meat now. He found a fibrous tumor larger than a pigeon's egg on the back of his head. A constable... Uh, uh, why? I, I, sorry. I found what killed him, boys. The size, the size of a pigeon's egg. People are like, That's how you how measured things back then. <laughs> it's about two pigeon eggs. That's how you measured all tumors. You want to walk down this street about 450 pigeon eggs. <laughs> Left about a thousand pigeon eggs. Everyone's Irish in this story. Uh, I'm from America. We're on the egg, uh, chicken egg system. Good luck over here, pal. <laughs> yes, well done. Call back. Some people don't know what you're talking about because they're not doing their homework. <laughs> Shit, I uh, really knew. Uh, he was searched by Constable Percy, 
searched. He found uh, seven five-pound notes and 31 one-pound notes in a pocket purse with one pound of Sydney notes and a draft for seven pounds. In his swag, he found more money in silver over eight pounds. People were brought to identify the body. Thomas Kidston, settler. I recognize him as the man that stuck me up twice. William Ariel, storekeeper. I have seen the deceased man outside and recognize him as the man who stuck me up at Wallendwell. He took over 35 pounds. Morris Brash, Hawker Beechworth. I have seen the deceased man laying in the shed, recognize him as the man that robbed me four miles from Wallendwell station. He stuck me up a second time, 25 miles from Wagga Wagga. <laughs> 2,000 John- pigeon eggs. John Pickering Jackson, carrier of Melbourne. Last Friday night, the deceased galloped up to me and waved a revolver. Stop the wagon, he said. I stopped it. I want your cash, cash quick, quick. I gave him seven pounds. It goes on like that for fucking pages. I sure, read all, yeah. I read all of them. It's just, they brought every person he had robbed. And like, is that the guy that robbed you? Yeah. Um, why am I in a line of 50 people? Yeah. yeah. Hasn't he been identified yet? By everybody. I heard everyone identify him. I have stuff to do. Uh, the news about his death was greeted with satisfaction all over Australia. There were a few who thought it was wrong to not challenge him. Why? Yeah, okay. Right. I can't believe he shot him in the back. Ah, he unbelievable. Was, he was a good fella in the Died end. Died like a criminal. But others said he didn't give notice to McGinnerty or Smith or the unarmed men he shot at Roundhill Station. In Victoria, they were pretty fucking proud of themselves. <laughs> They said a bushranger would never receive the kind of support and sympathy in Victoria that Morgan had received in New South Wales. Many said this was because Victoria was never a penal colony. Is that true? I didn't think that was true. You don't know. It is? Let's just say it's true. Uh, A scandal followed due to what happened to Morgan's body. His beard was cut off his face as a souvenir. Cool. <laughs> and then in front of Gawker's, his skin was removed from his face to make a death mask for phrenological analysis. I'm sorry? What? <laughs> Why did they take his face off? For phrenological analysis. For Halloween? <laughs> Why? Phrenological analysis. Phrenological analysis. Phren- phrenological Wait, like a phren- phrenology? Like to study the, not study like the contours of it or something? Uh, yeah. Bumps on your head. Yeah, it's bumps on your head, right? So they cut his face off to study the bumps on his head? <laughs> Fucking liars, bro. They do things differently in Australia. <laughs> well, guess what? You're not going to be able to tell shit. They're going to be like, there's no bumps on his face. <laughs> I mean, just a couple because there's stones under it. Uh, I just... I just like that there were a bunch of people watching while they cut his face off. Yeah. Yeah, the beard guy was like, Sufa, oh, that's way better. Uh, Why didn't I take the face? Anyone want to trade a beard for a face? I know, I know, I know. I fucked up. Fuck, all I got is a beard. Some authorities protested because the death mask wasn't created in a controlled medical environment. Yeah, no, you want to go to pros for that. Many people who took, uh, took locks of his hair as mementos. His body was sewn into a wool pack and brought to Wangaratta. 
where his head was cut off. Where his head was cut off and a cask, a cask taken of it. Cool. So <laughs> he wasn't cremated. The head was then sent to the professor of anatomy at the University of Melbourne. Okay, and then what? Then it became a soccer ball? <laughs> Tobacco pouches were made from his scrotum. Pouches, plural? What do you got? What do you got there? You got a Morgan bag? Anyone want some tobacco from a scrotum? Yeah, no, it's Morgan's. You know, you know who had a tough time. Who's that? On the ox herd. (laughs) Dear Oxy, I hope this letter finds you well. I've been doing all right, but... Recently, I was shot, and I'm dying. I'm not going to make it through this. As a matter of fact, it looks like some people are going to take my face off. But I want you to know, Oxy, you complete me. Sincerely, Don Morgan. Up the river, John. Downtown Larry. Cross the banks, Tim. Fucking 55 others. Others, not others. Also, white Russians have milk in them. Good fucking joke. Uh, There was an inquest held. The jury was taken to the spot where he was shot. They then went to the parlor in the house, and the jury returned a verdict of justifiable homicide. The uh, coroner and the, uh, the police. The uh, coroner were... was like, what do you want me to do? You've taken every piece. <laughs> he died from everything. I don't know. Is it... The fuck is this scrotum? I'd love a rolly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me that shit. <laughs> Where'd you get that pouch? <laughs> Phenomenal. Why does it the hairs like... on the bottom. Why does it smell like balls in here? Uh, that's me. I keep my tobacco in a ball bag. The police officer in charge didn't think that it was a big deal what had been done to the body, saying, quote, he did not object to the proceedings as he did not look upon Morgan as a human being. Well, I don't think I would at that point either. A scrotumless, faceless, hairless. I'd be like, I don't know what it is, but it, it ain't a human. I mean, it is something. Yeah, it's like a, just like a trunk, like a trunk of a guy. I don't know what it is. God, does he have a lot of areas to store tobacco? (laughs) I'm going to turn him into a fucking bong. Fuck it. (laughs) Cover his mouth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. That's not his mouth. (laughs) It's hard to tell because they took the face off. (laughs) Derry, there's another one. <laughs> Try not to lose this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great. Well, we all learned a lot there, huh? 
Um, well, we would definitely like to thank everybody for attending this event. It means the world to Dave. I'm kind of like, eh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but really, thank you very much. We'll be somewhere signing some stuff. Uh, I don't know exactly where, but uh, before we do that, uh, tomorrow is uh, Dave Anthony's birthday. Oh. And, oh, my. And so, oh! Craig and Dave got. What? Greg and Dave got Dave something. It better and, be a uh, And I'm going to say that I gave this to you, too, even though I had zero input on it. But this is from the three of us. So don't be all weird tomorrow uh, when you're like, what did you get me? I hope and it's Dave, a... I've got a good feeling about this one. I hope it's a scrotum. What? It's a scrotum. <laughs> It's a scrotum bag. For your tobacco. For it's all your a tobacco. Kangaroo scrotum. Kangaroo scrotum for your tobacco. It's a kangaroo scrotum tobacco pouch. What the fuck is happening? I guess his work wasn't done. Oh, Morgan, you really are mad, lad. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? I mean, <laughs> one of those things, man. One of those wow. things. Wow. Uh, right. So happy birthday, David. Thank you. Happy birthday, guys. Uh, give it up for Dave Anthony. Thank you. Um, and where, where should we go to sign? Uh, right there? Yeah, okay. So we don't, we don't have any posters, we but forgot them. you want to take pictures or have us sign anything or just say hello, we'll hang out back there for a little while. And uh, we really thank everybody so much. This tour has been so fucking fun. So we appreciate the hell out and of it. And then... I wanted to say one last thing. No, no, thing. no, I'm wrapping it up. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> uh, you guys, LA Podfest is coming up, and you can live stream uh, all the shows. So go to LA Podfest. You can buy the live stream, and you get, I think, five bucks off if you put dollop in the little coupon code. So go uh, watch. The, there's going to be a lot. Of, go look at the fucking program. There's, uh, there's a lot of really good podcasts. We'll be there tomorrow, and who the, know, who the fuck knows what that's going to be like. <laughs> By the end, I'm probably going to be like, it would be so nice. Keep going. Sorry, Dave. Uh, thank you! Thank you! people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson it's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't but we try to help people with problems that are important to them you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts and it is out right now so go listen to we're here to help with jake and gareth we're here to help with gareth and jake i don't remember how we did it but either way fun half hour comes out tuesday august 22nd and the episodes will be out every tuesday and friday we're here to help oh hey there everybody it's gareth you know from this uh this podcast uh listen i've got some stand-up shows i'm inviting the garmy the gareth army 
to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.